are listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. How many of you all born again? Anybody born again in here? Hallelujah. If you're not born again, if you're not serving God, you can, you can have that experience today. We're going to make sure you leave changed, saved, hallelujah, refreshed. But because Jesus is our hope, because God is the God of all hope, you should never have another hopeless day. There is no place for hopelessness in a Christian. Yeah, but the circumstances, I don't care what the circumstances are, you always have hope. Because you have Jesus. So you you and I have to make up our mind. We're never going to get hopeless. My marriage is going to never be hopeless. My children are never going to be hopeless. My finances are never going to be hopeless. My body, you know, if a sickness, it's never hopeless. Because I have Jesus. And I have hope. Because he's the God of all hope. He's a God of a joyful, confident expectation. And then we looked at Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. I'm going to look at that out of the Amplified Classic. And we're going to look at this. It says, we who have fled to him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope. So what do you got to do? You got to grasp and you got to hold fast the hope. Who is the hope? God is hope. Jesus is hope appointed for us and set before us. Now, we have this hope. Everybody say, I have hope. hope. What do you have it? A steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip, it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. In hope. And that hope reaches further and it enters into, it talks about enters into the veil, into the presence of God. So I wanted to remind you, God is hope, Jesus is our hope, and he set hope before you. And then that hope becomes an anchor. Um, The early believers, probably because they lived so close to the sea, this anchor was a symbol that they used all the time. And so uh, my favorite T-shirt is the one with an anchor on it, and that's one I was going to wear. And uh, I don't know why am I talking about it. And, and anyway, it's gone. Let it go. And so, uh, um, so what happens is, but that anchor is a symbol. And every time you see an anchor, uh, we, ha- we were fortunate and blessed to go on vacation on an island, and there were boats all around us. And so I was thinking about the anchor again. And how that anchor uh, in a harbor just keeps you where you're supposed to be. But in the middle of the storm, you can let the anchor down. And really, that's, that's the whole point of this. Hope is an anchor. And in the days and hours we live in, you need an anchor. You need it. Now, I'm not doom and gloom preacher, but it could get, what if it gets crazy out there? Is it crazier than it is now? Yeah, what if it gets crazy out there? What is is meant by the winds and the waves and the storms that go on out there? It's meant to pull you off and pull you into the storm. But 
and make you hopeless. And you'll be driven by the wind, driven by the circumstances. But you've got to make up your mind. I have an anchor. God is my hope. Jesus is my hope. He set hope before me, a joyful, confident expectation. I don't ever have to be sad. I don't ever have to be worried. See, if I'm in hope, I'm never worried. If I have a joyful, confident expectation, I'm not worried. I'm not wringing my hands, not pulling my hair. For my case, I wouldn't be twirling my hair. That's what I do. When I get stressed, I start twirling. Sometimes my wife will ask me, what you been thinking about? Because I got two horns sticking up. (laughs) It's something we all have to fight. But I have a hope. I have an expectation. And he's never failed me. As a matter of fact, he said, if you have this joyful, confident expectation, hope makes not ashamed. And so in other words, if I stay here, if I stay in this confident expectation, the Bible says I'll never be put to shame. And so here in Romans 15, 13, it says, now God, the God of hope, fill you with joy and peace in believing. So let's look at that phrase, in believing. If you've been going to church here very long, you know that we believe what the Bible says in Hebrews 11, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith found in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 6, I mean chapter 5 and chapter 6, you'll find the foundational doctrines of the church. And one of the main foundational doctrines is faith towards God. Faith is not a movement, it's a doctrine. So anybody that ever told you it was a movement and that it's over, They don't understand the word because faith is a foundational doctrine that never gets moved. God emphasizes things, but even after he's done emphasizing something, it's so that you'll hold on to it and be able to catch the next thing that's coming. He builds in foundations. He builds in layers. And so, one of the, so how, many, how many understand, without faith towards God, it's impossible to please him. And so one of the things that I've learned as we've looked at hope for a couple months is that hope is very important to faith. And I'll never forget as I was standing over there, I don't know how many Sundays ago, and I was trying to figure all this out uh, because of what I've been learning. And the Lord spoke to me and said, faith is like a regulator on a car. I was like, okay, thanks for explaining. I don't understand. I don't know what that is. So Google did, though. And all I've, I've heard people say that it was, it was good and it helped them. Because the regulator just keeps the battery of the car making sure it stays at the right place. It's like, so, so which is first, hope or faith? Yes. Yes. They are so closely related, and you need both of them. You have hope first, which produces faith, but then you got faith that uh, produces hope. That ca- it, Yes. You can't have one without the other. You need both. 
And then we saw in, what is it, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now there's faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But really, in order to believe God and receive, you need them all. What is, so it says here uh, in, in Romans 15, 13, it said, Now the, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So we need to make sure we stay in believing. And so in believing is, is a present active word. So how many people in this room do I have that are in believing? Are we all believing? What are we believing? Well, we believe we're saved. We believe that we have all that salvation is. You might be receiving something that salvation provides, maybe a physical healing, maybe prosperity, maybe something being fixed in your family, uh, ongoing protection, all the things that is being offered to you, but in believing. So let's look at somebody who, was, who is the father of our faith, um, who, who had this problem, he and his wife, Romans chapter 4, where they couldn't have a child and it looked hopeless. Because see, what the Bible, what we're, we're trying to get to you is there's nothing hopeless ever again. There's no more hopelessness. There's no more impossible. There's no reason to despair. <laughs> there's always a way out. That's what hope is. That's why it annoys some people. Because humanity, they like being pessimistic, half empty. A half empty person hates hanging out with a half full. Can't you just see? Yeah, I can see. It's half full. We're almost there. We're never going to make it. We're further along than we were. My leg still hurts. Yeah, but it's 40% better than it was yesterday. What's the difference? A realist versus an optimist versus a, a hopingist, a faithinist. And so, Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Who against hope, there was no reason to hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which is spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered his, not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, who against hope believed in hope. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance or gives substance to the things you joyfully, confidently expect. Now, faith is a substance or gives substance or is the raw material. Faith is the raw material. Faith, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence. Everybody say, I got evidence. Where did you get your evidence? I got it from the word of God. That's the only evidence I need in this court is my evidence. It's enough to get me my answer. Now, faith is the substance, gives substance, is the raw material of things you joyfully, confidently expect. It is the evidence. What is my faith? My faith in what? The will of God. This is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to the will of God, I know that he hears me. And if I know that he hears me, I know that I have the petitions that I've asked of him. 
Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Amen. What, now, faith is the substance or gives substance to the things that I hope for. It's evidence of things that I cannot see. And so I have this joy and peace in believing. So when a person is full of hope, they're also a believer. They're in believing. They're in believing. Their faith is working. You cannot have faith without a joyful, confident expectation. And if you have a joyful, confident expectation, you got it because you're in faith. Because joy is not an emotion. Peace is not an emotion. Happiness comes and goes based on what it sees. But joy is a fruit of the Spirit. If you weren't here Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, woo, we had fun talking about joy. Amen? So again, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says now there's what? The big three, faith, hope, and love. And remember, we did this because we're talking about in believing, but faith, how does it come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How is it released? It's released by saying. Uh, It's activated by saying. How is it released? It's released by doing. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. Faith, we, we have faith because of the word of God. We, we walk in faith, hope, hope that joyful. So you got this, so you got, you've done that, you've heard, you've believed, you've said, you're doing, and this, and then this thing called hope, joyful expectation kicks in and it keeps your faith percolating. It keeps it going because you've got this expectation now. This faith produced an expectation and your expectation level is way up here and it keeps your faith up there. And then how do you receive it? You receive it by, because you learned how to walk in love, the love of God. I want to, um, I want to look at this again. So Romans 15, 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Anybody know where we're going next? Let's get some joy and peace. There's a flow that came. I mean, we've been having it a while. Wednesday night, we, kind of, we, went, we went crazy. Hallelujah. We, we had a time. Pastor Roger was scheduled to preach. Didn't get to. Um, she's, she gets to save that message. We just, we had a rejoicing time. Joy, the Bible says, joy, I found your word. I did eat it. And it was the joy and the rejoicing of my soul. The Bible says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. Joy, according to Galatians, is a fruit of the Spirit. So joy is produced from the spirit realm. Joy is produced from what you believe. And then there's, when, you, when you encounter the God of all hope, and you begin to believe what he says, you begin to have joy and peace. So if you have sadness and turmoil, if that's where you're living, then you haven't got to the in-believing part yet. Because if you're really in-believing, now, how many know sometimes you got to put it on? Sometimes you got to put on the garment of praise, Right? Oh, y'all, just a bunch of put-ons. Exactly. We put it on. We put it on. And so what does that mean? I put put on the garment of praise. If I'm feeling heavy, I will not let that happen. We're just going to put it on. 
But then on the other hand, there's this thing that faith and hope produce. In other words, you don't have to put it on. It, it comes automatically. And it's how you can detect how if you're walking in faith and hope. And it's called joy and peace in believing. Now, if you don't have joy, you shouldn't go around moping because you have hope. And when you're expecting, you should be full of joy. So I get it. Sometimes in our flesh, we don't feel like it, so we just put it on. But I'm telling you, there's a place in God that when you're really uh, in expectation, when you're really in faith, when you're really believing, then you will automatically, it will produce joy. Now, I just, I, I know we've been hanging around this scripture for a while, but let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Jim Quillen said, he thought I wrote this scripture, but I didn't. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. Whom having not seen. Well, remember verse 3. 1 Peter 1, 3 talks about a lively hope. And then it's being talked about being kept by the power of God. Everybody say, I'm kept, I'm kept. by the power of God. How? Through faith, right? And salvation. And then it talks about greatly rejoicing. There's temptations. And then it says this. Whom having not seen, you love. Anybody love Jesus? Yes. In whom thou know, you, even though you don't see him, you, you see him not, you be, yet believing. There it is again. It's the same thing, the same terminology as in Romans 15, 13, uh, it, it, when it says in believing. In be, it's an active, ongoing word. So it says this. It says, um, yet you see him not yet believing. Yet believing, yet believing, I heard something and I believed it. So I began to say something of what I believe, like the one with the issue of blood, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. I, I heard something, so I began to say something and, and I believed something. And because I believed something, I started to do something. I heard something, so I started to say something because I believed what I heard, and I began to say it, and it began to come up out of my heart and out of my mouth. Then I began to do something because I'm in believing. I'm in believing. I really believe that. I really believe like the woman with the issue. If I can but touch him, she really believed that. She wasn't trying something. She didn't go see if this worked because there's all kinds of people around him trying it. It did them no good. But she didn't try it, she believed it. She didn't try it, she believed it. And because she did, uh, she was healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so this, though, it says, in believing, if you really believe, 1 Peter 1.8, put that up. 1 Peter 1.8, 1 Peter 1.8, it says, whom in having not seen you love, and whom though you see him not, yet believing. Everybody say, I believe. I believe. Are you in believing right now? Are you in believing? Because what, what, what do we find in Romans 15, 13? That because he's the God of all hope, we have joy and peace in believing. In believing what? That he's the God of all hope. That in other words, I should never be hopeless. That I should never be without expectation. That I can always have what he said. Yet believing. Because I believe you do what? You rejoice. What does rejoice mean? What is it? I, I'm not looking for a technical definition. 
If, if someone, can you tell if someone is rejoicing and then there's someone else who is an unrejoicer? A non-rejoicer. I'll never rejoice, ever rejoicer. You can't make me rejoice. There's nothing to rejoice over. But see, I rejoice, yet believing, I rejoice, it didn't just stop there. So what is rejoicing? I mean, you're just, you're, 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 you, you're rejoicing, you have joy, and you're re, you're rejoicing. You're, you, you got joy, and you're rejoicing. You're over and over again, you're excited about it, because you're full of hope, and you're rejoicing, and, it's, and it shows up through a loud praise, or through hands lifted up, or just gratefulness, or a, a pep in your step, and a smile, and, and the windows of your soul are bright, and, and you're just rejoicing, and rejoicing, and rejoicing. But it doesn't just stop there. It says you rejoice with joy. What is joy? It's a fruit of spirit. Where is it found? On the inside of you. Not based on circumstances. Not based on fact. It's based on truth. And it doesn't care what it sees. Doesn't care what it hears. Doesn't care what it feels from the natural realm. It only cares about one report. It's only interested in one report. And that's the report of the Lord. It's only interested in one word. That's the word of God. It can't be moved by what it sees, what it feels, and what you say about it. It's only because, because it, it knows what God has already said. And so I rejoice with joy. So what God gave me, <laughs> this joy that's on the inside of me, I have the joy of my salvation, that joy. I'm going to use that as a, a, in believing, and I'm going to begin to rejoice with it. And so that's why sometimes people get a little crazy. And they begin to laugh. And Wednesday night, they began to run. If you're new to the church, we run this way. We run this way. It's one way. We haven't had to do that for a while. We need signs. We run, because even in the spirit, it can get a little dangerous. We run this way. All right? <laughs> so, but the people, we rejoice. Oh, that's just, oh, I like one preacher said, it's only necessary if it's necessary and it seems necessary. Why? It's just, it's just you putting your body under, your spirit telling, grabbing it by the nap of the neck, running around, saying, I told you I was the boss. And you're going to be happy. You're going to be rejoiceful. Not happy. You're going to rejoice and be glad. It's not based on what you see. So we rejoice with joy in believing. It's what Romans 5, 15, 13, and it's what 1 Peter 1, 8 says. We rejoice with joy, and didn't stop there, unspeakable. It would do some of you good on a Sunday morning just to laugh. Well, we don't do that in church. Well, we do that here. Just practice. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Some of you should take a, a joyful song instead of putting words in it. Just laugh with it. Ha, ha, ha. What, what am I? What, you, see, there's joy in you. You got to stir it up. Yet believing, 
in believing what I do. I rejoice with joy, unspeakable. It gets so much, I can't talk about it. It comes out in laughter and dancing and jumping or whatever, and full of glory. I don't got time, but full of glory. You want the glory? Who is the manifester of what you're looking for? It's the power of God. It's the Holy Ghost. That's why he's saying to us as a church, if you'll cooperate with me in joy and thanksgiving, I can get you what you're believing for. It'll manifest. I rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end. Receiving the end of your faith. Well, see, Pastor Mark, it's talking about the salvation of your souls. It's talking about salvation. And salvation is all-inclusive. And it's salvation being saved, going to heaven. Yeah, but it's also healing. It's protection. It's doing well. It's an ongoing process. Everybody say, I'm saved. Say, salvation is mine. How do you, I, I rejoice with joy, unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end of my salvation. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 5. Good. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. So we have joy, now we have peace. With God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, where therein we stand and rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only uh, so, but we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation works patience. Remember we looked at this? Patience, experience, experience does what? Hope. And hope makes not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. So it says that the Spirit of God is the one that brings it. It's the Spirit of God brings uh, uh, the peace and joy to you and brings the answer to you. Um, and, and we have this peace. You have the peace of God and you have peace with God. And this hope, it all works together. And so I, as I was, um, so I just wanted to kind of review a little bit and that's what we did. And, um, you know, this is an interesting time. Um, we had uh, the Lord put on our hearts as a pastoral staff, this hope lives. Actually, Robert came up with it, and it, it seemed good. And then Pastor Belinda came up with something that we're going to do for the month of uh, October, something that I love to preach on and something the Lord's been saying. So you got a, uh, an extra worship card. And so this month, we're going to be thankful together. Uh, at the end of this month, uh, Pastor and Miss Lynette uh, Hagen will be here uh, to kick off our 25th anniversary as a church. Now, I know most of you haven't been here for 25 years, but I have. <laughs> and uh, we're going to celebrate. And we're going to be thankful. And as we get ready for the next 25, um, we're going to start by being thankful. And so we've given you that. And so I want to conclude today with... Um, being thankful as it relates to hope. We've been looking at that. Um, Romans 4.20, the Apostle Paul, he's, you know, uh, uh, tells us about Abraham again. Remember, he, against hope, believed in hope. And in verse 20, he staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Who, he started out, who against hope, Start out with this hopeless situation. What happened? God came to him with a word. At this time next year, you're going to have a son. What happened? He believed it. 
God told them to change their name. He believed it. They began to say their name different. He began to say something. They began, they obviously did something. I don't want to talk about it. They obviously did something. They they were able to receive the impossible because it says there, they grew strong in faith, verse 20 again. They grew strong in faith doing what? Giving glory to God. What's the Lord been saying to us? He said it to us this morning again. He, he told, I didn't even, I should go dig up that prophecy uh, from, from Jubilee. But there's something that God wants us to get to, especially at the end of this year, about rejoicing and being grateful. Because he wants to do something. He wants to do something for you. Yes, confess. Yes, act. But one of the greatest things you can do is out of that place of hope. Because you expect. Because if you really expect something. If you really expect. You know, at uh, Christmas at my house, it's kind of anticlimactic. You know why? Because we all get what we want all the time. There are no surprises. And we like it that way. Because Christmas is not Christmas unless you get what you want. Don't try to figure me out. Let me tell you what I want. And that is Merry Christmas. So at our house, it's always anticlimactic. Don't know why we bother to rap. <gasps> That's just what I asked for. Because it comes like this. That's not what I asked for. No. You understand? Well, yeah, I'll take the fun out of it. I don't need that kind of fun. I want what I want. <clears throat> I'll have other kinds of fun later. It's not the kind of fun I want. All right? So. So, what was my point? Um, but we're grateful. Huh? We're grateful. Okay. We're grateful because we got what we wanted. When we see all the presents, we're already grateful. Just the fact they made it on the tree means we got what we wanted. We, we tried to mess with our daughter all throughout the years because we, we, we even like, you know, the big one every year, there was a big one. So we would even some years pretend that we didn't get her the big one. Even though in the back of her mind, she knew we got her the big one because we always get her the big one. She's never gone. And so one year, though, we were really, really messing with her. It was cruel. <laughs> we were having fun. It was cruel. And the Lord, Jesus, spoke to us. And he said, I don't, I don't like that. You're trying to make it like she's not getting what she's expecting. And I don't like it. Before he made us, ugh, he made us before Christmas. We were having so much fun because she was in agony about not getting. And we were, it was awful. 
the Lord took up her, her side and said, now you tell her, but ruin Christmas. You tell her that she's getting it. <laughs> What's my point? Because he was trying to teach her the expectation, and we were people of our word. You're going to have it. We represent God to her. And he didn't like the way we were representing. And so, if you have really believed, and you've said what the word said, and you're acting, and you're, it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. What's left to do but say thank you? When I look under the tree, thank you. Well, you didn't open it yet. Yeah, but I know what it is. Thank you. You got me what I asked for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why with God, it should be a nat- It just should be, uh, I hate the word natural, but it should be just, it just happens. Because if you really know it's yours, because you're in hope, you're in faith, in believing, I got it. What's left to do? Say thank you. Now, thank you is very powerful. Thank you and rejoicing is very powerful. In Luke, the 17th chapter, you see 10 lepers healed, right? One of them came back just to say thank you. He came back to say, now he saw his because as they went, they were healed. But Jesus, you know, it's so funny. He's like, oh, he don't mind. But Jesus made note of this, and he said, were there not 10 healed? Where's the other nine? There's not any came back to say thanks except for this one. And then I love what the Lord said, and you know this. What did Jesus say? Your faith has made you whole. He said, well, yeah, he's healed. The other nine were healed. He's different. He's whole. Why is he whole? Because he said thanks. Now, I'm not saying thanks. Okay, I'm going to say thank you. Now, get me what I want. Come on, as a parent, you know when your children are, it's not sincere. It's not from the heart. I'm not talking about thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I'm talking about on the inside, you know it's yours. You see it with your eye of faith. You're confident about it. And so you're really grateful. You don't have to see it in the natural. You don't have to, to, to have witnessed it with your eyes or touched it yet. You just know it's yours, and then you're grateful. You're grateful. And what does that produce? Well, Romans 15, 13 gives you what it produces. It says that the God of hope or I like the God of all hope, but the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may do what? Abound in a joyful, confident expectation through the power of the Holy Ghost. So in other words, the God of all hope, when I believe what he has to say, I get in faith, I have this joy and this peace that come. And when this joy and peace come, I begin to abound. I begin to abound. I begin to be so full of expectation. I begin to be so full of hope. I I can't see it any other way except for what God said. I can't have it any other way except for what God had. And I 
just get really, uh, uh, all this hope is flowing through me. And then, then what does it say? By the power of the Holy Ghost. Who is the manifester? Who's the manifester of your healing? Who's the manifester of a broken marriage being fixed? Who's the manifester of your adult children coming home to the Lord? Who's the manifester of making you rich instead of poor? Who's the manifester of taking you higher in every area of your life? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so all this is working together. All this is working together. What, what, what are you and I going to do? We get to do the fun part. Rejoice with joy, unspeakable, full of glory. Walk in the peace of God that passes all understanding. And when we do that, we will have an expectation and we will have a manifestation of all the promises of God that are yes and amen. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.